It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to episode 399 of the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the exclusive official morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd. I'm a husband, a father of three, a Green Lantern fan, and a Funko Pop collector. And I'm Mo, shorter, louder, smarter, and all around better than absolutely no one. I'm a wife, mom, elementary librarian, and seeker of truth, except when it comes to reality TV. Today on the show, why forgiveness is important for you more than anyone else. Mm, Also on the show, China cuts the video game cords. (laughs) What? But first, today is Wednesday, September 8th, 2021, and we got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. Here we go. It's another one for you. It's International Literacy (laughs) Day. I'm telling you, there's so many reading holidays. We but this get one is it. International. Books are good. International. Sheesh. International. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's also National Ampersand Day. <clears throat> uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think of that, apparently. <laughs> How did I drink soda and you burp? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> anyway, I love me a good ampersand. Oh, yep. Ampersand. And it's pardon day. <laughs> pardon day. Now, this is Beg a day. Your? What's that? Beg your? Kind of. This is a day that's supposed to be celebrating forgiveness. Uh, actually pardoning people in your life who have offended you. <laughs> are, are you are you all right? <laughs> KY okay, well, just said best ventriloquist ever and so just <laughs> i drank the soda yeah, and you burped just, just like the image of if i drank the soda and you spit it out <laughs> on camera that would have been great <laughs> it's getting to that point of the day where everything is funny even things that aren't funny oh did you hear that ky she said you weren't funny i no, thought you were but- funny I heard it. We all heard it. Everybody heard it. Listen, she's a mom. She knows exactly what I mean, so shut your face. (laughs) All right. So, yeah. uh, China has come out with a new law that limits children to three hours of online gaming a week. Dang. China is banning children from playing online games for more than three hours a week. The harshest restriction so far on the game industry is Chinese regulators continue tracking, cracking down on the technology sector. And even worse, there's specific times. Miners in China can only play games between 8 and 9 p.m. on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. So you don't even get to pick your three hours. If you're going to play, you better play that specific three hours. That's really sad. Right? That's not fun. There's not a lot of a time for mayhem then. Uh, you can also do it on public holidays, apparently, but that started September 1st, uh, according to a notice from the National Press and Publication Administration. Limit, limits gaming to three hours a week for most weeks of the year, down from a previous restriction set in 2019 that allowed minors to play games for an hour and a half per day and three hours on public holidays. 
So they were already pretty strict. Now they're roll strict. Roll. Roll, roll strict. Roll. Uh, the new regulation affects some of Chinese largest technology companies, including gaming giant Tencent, uh, whose Honor of Kings online multiplayer game is hugely popular globally, as well as gaming company NetEase. Uh, stocks dropped for both of those companies upon the news. Shut them down and open up shop. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. I know. I'm sorry. The gaming restrictions are part of that ongoing crackdown. Uh, we already said this. Why do, why do articles do this? Why do articles repeat the same? Anyway. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, <sighs> the company issued uh, the curb hours uh, after a state-affiliated newspaper criticized the gaming industry and called games spiritual opium. I mean... Some cases that, yeah, I mean, it can be. Gaming can be an addiction. Can be. Uh, 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 Guess what? Overdone, but so can anything. Is that what you about to say? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they putting restrictions on going to the gym, <laughs> working out. Uh, that very much can even going to work. Who workaholics I'm need that restriction, y'all? Y'all, I'm gonna need it. <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's sad. Yeah. Sad. So I think before 2020, I would have been like, heck, yeah, China's doing something right. Yeah, way to go. Um, after 2020. <laughs> it's the only way they're staying sane and also out of my hair for a few hours a day. So <laughs> I think, you know, Topher is not my social child. And... Seeing and I get all sappy and like emotional when I think about Love Thy Nerd and the community that it's become for him because through gaming, he has found his people. And if there was a restriction to where he could only play so many hours a day or only be on so many hours a day and only certain days. I don't think that he would be in the mental place that he is today if he were living under that restriction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially this last year and a half. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he probably wouldn't be doing the one chip challenge with me pretty soon. So, because he wouldn't be a part of the group. So. Have you talked to him about that yet? You talked to him about it on Tuesday. We kind of bring it up, but he didn't like say anything. So I was expecting you two to talk about it. No, we don't. <laughs> we don't really communicate. Tuesday night is our night to talk, and we talk um, in different rooms. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, y'all frustrated me Tuesday night. Uh, when has that not happened? Oh, Listen, night. I've been doing really good the past Tuesday nights because I've only been talking in chat and then I'm the one that came across two of the bodies. So I had to actually verbally chat and I was like, oh, good grief. And then it's all, can I please just talk? Can I please just say what I need to say? And y'all weren't letting me. Why is it always me? Everybody else gets the opportunity no. to talk and no, voice and say what they want to say. <laughs> there are four people but. that get to talk. Everybody else has to throw elbows to get their way in. 
But these four people, people tend to shut up for because they know they're going to get quality information from them. So apparently, I don't give quality information. Neither do I. I'm not one of the four either. <laughs> okay. Lark says, which four? Thray and Toffee. Thray and Toffee. Rye Guy, because his information usually implicates himself. <laughs> and, <laughs> and for some reason, Rogar. But Ooh, that's because... That's what I was just thinking. But do you know, it's also become Gabigan lately. Mm, no, I feel like anytime Gabigan talks, I don't believe him. No. <laughs> no. Anyway, we can't devolve into another Among Us ch talk. We totally can. We totally can. Meg, Meg says the Rye Guy thing is so true. What she doesn't know, she didn't. She came in kind of later to our Among Us nights. Mm -hmm. Past the Rye Guy learns to lie. Oh, yeah. And early on, when Rye Guy started playing, oh, it was it was terrible. It was brutal to try and listen to him lie and say that it wasn't him. And, and so he stopped doing it for a while. He's yeah. just like, okay, I can't. Yeah. Yep. He caught me. Yeah. Yep. It was me. Never wanted to try it and fight me. it uh -huh. just yeah. because he was so bad at it. But he got good. He got better most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> He's usually just caught dead to rights, so there's nothing you can do about it. Listen, but now it's got to <laughs> the point I, I feel like poor Rye Guy and I were in the same shoes. And listen, I don't even care if we go into an Among Us, blah, 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 whatever. Maybe y'all should join us on Tuesday nights and be a part of our Among Us group, okay? That every week. Anyway, um, so here's the thing. Go ahead. I can't right now. I'm just Jordy LaForge sitting next to me in the studio. Reading range. <laughs> Hold anyway. on, guys. So, LeVar Burton spent... Years telling us that reading was good for us. Then he showed up on Star Trek blind. <laughs> he had glasses. <laughs> his, his visor were, was glasses. Sorry. What were you saying? Anyway, so poor Rye Guy. I think he and I are like in the same boat because we know just enough about the game to play and have fun, mm -hmm. but we don't know enough to like be one of y'all. <laughs> Be one of them top tier players. Exactly. But thank you, thank you. I will say this: when we speak, y'all always think we're lying. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Even right now. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> hey, that did it. All right. Let's take a break right here. When we come back, Bo and I go head to head in a game for the title. Stick around. Yeah. yeah. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So, I'm a sucker for good word of mouth buzz and everything. And one of the shows that lately has been getting the most like, oh man, you should watch this type stuff, has been Ted Lasso. Uh, Ted Lasso is a feel-good comedy-dramedy thing uh, that... Uh, Jason Sudeikis has made and it is made with you know British people but it's only on Apple TV and I don't own Apple TV so I finally gave in and ordered a month of Apple TV and my family and I've been burning through uh, the first two seasons of Ted Lasso and it's the most encouragement 
you can get with the absolute possible most amount of F-words in like a single setting. So it, it's that weird combo. But it's got a lot of great stuff to it. And um, one of the first really encouraging lessons they throw out in the show is there's a player who's uh, making mistakes and he's uh, struggling with his own failures and uh, the coach comes up to him and says, you know what the animal with the shortest memory is, is a goldfish. He's like, a goldfish has a 10 second memory. So he tells him, be a goldfish. You know, telling him basically forget the things that you've done that are holding you back. Um, you know, <laughs> recognize it for that 10 seconds and then stop holding on to it. And, you know, for us, we have a God who even says that he's going to stop remembering our sins. And Hebrews 8:12 says, for I will be merciful towards their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. So the reality is if God who literally knows all is all is everywhere and knows the weight and price of all of our sin will choose to stop remembering our sins maybe we need to be a little more on the goldfish level and stop remembering them too because i think a lot of times we hold ourselves back because when we look at ourselves we see our past sins we see our past failures we see our past mistakes and we can really get in the way of God actually showing us who we are now in his forgiveness and redemption and who we're becoming. So maybe be a goldfish. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back to the Back Girl Morning Show on Radio Mad. And I'm Mo. And we've changed some things up for this new season, including what we record live on Twitch. Each week we record our shows, uh, usually the Friday or Saturday before, with our friends over at twitch.tv slash LTN on air to be notified. Uh, follow us while you're there so you'll know when we go live. And uh, you can join our Discord as well, backrowdiscord.com, for after-the-show discussion and even opportunities to be on the show yourself. But before we go any further, it's time for Mo's Fact of the Day. The creation of the ampersand dates back to 63 BC. This means the ampersand is over 2,000 years old. It was created as a combination of two letters, E and T, or et in Latin. The word et means and. I knew all of that, but I'd forgotten it all. And now I know it again. And I have you to thank for that. You're welcome. I know all, I knew all that because I actually did like a, a whole report on the history of the ampersand in, I think, college, maybe high school. But it was long. Yeah? Like, I, I put like 10 pages out of my butt for an ampersand report. <laughs> an ampersand report? <laughs> and you basically just did the whole summary. You're welcome. <laughs> in less than a minute. All right. Now it's time for me to... <laughs> There's oh, a cat, everybody. <laughs> There's a cat. Meow, it's time. <laughs> wow. Listen, if our listeners have stuck with us throughout the week, oh, I just, 
I don't know. You deserve a prize. Uh-huh. Now it's time for me to beat Matt in a game, hopefully. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> That's right, everybody. It's time once again for me to challenge Mo. Last week, I managed to beat her in a game of rapid fire. She just she just lost it middle of the game. Could not get <laughs> back did. on track whatsoever. I did. So that means this week I get to actually attempt <laughs> to challenge her for the undisputed backward championship title belt and finally take it back. It has been so long since I have had that blue and silver belt on my shoulder and I need it again. Uh, so we're gonna be playing rapid fire once again. Are you having a baby? <laughs> All right. Would you like to go first or second? I'm going to go second. Oh, okay. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> I, this is why y'all need to Threw be This is why y'all need to be Twitch people cuz you would have just saw Matt do his hype dance. Hype. <laughs> well, no you wouldn't cuz it cuts off pretty much everything but you my You can head. still see your shoulders. You just see that I'm shaking. Yeah, that was that was Matt's hype dance. Though. <laughs> All right, are we ready? There's two rounds, right? Do I have to choose? I don't have to choose team names. All right, are we ready? I think so. Are you ready? Yes. Lame. Oh, <laughs> it's for a Facebook. Facebook. Nobody ad. needs an ad for Facebook. Everybody knows you exist. Got it. All right. Name three basketball teams. The Suns, the Magic, and the Bulls. Name three websites. Uh, Google, Facebook, Twitter. Name three genres of music. Pop, rock, rap. Name three movies. Back to the Future. Back to the Future Part 2. Back to the Future Part 3. Name three words that start with A. Apple, ampersand, alligator. Name three words that start with C. Cow, call, coop. Name three words that end in ing. Loving, laughing, living. <laughs> Name three shows on Netflix. Uh, Stranger Things. B -b 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 Better Call Saul, I think. No, not that one. Uh, shoot. I don't have Netflix. Uh, 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 uh. Friends. No, Friends nope. isn't on there anymore. Dang it. Wow, skip. Okay, well, too late. <laughs> All right. Sheesh. You got two. You I got, got seven? I mean, you got, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You got two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Netflix. I have everything else. I have Hulu and Disney and Paramount and Discovery, but I don't have Netflix. <laughs> okay. I guess I don't have HBO Max. <laughs> Every show that was popping into my head was a Hulu show, like Handmaid's Tale, um, or, or HBO Max, Game of Thrones, all these. Yeah. So I don't know. Here we go. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. You got to beat seven. Last week you got to four. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Name three things found on a farm. A cow, a goat, a grass. <laughs> Name three types of energy. Uh, energy? Mm -hmm. uh, solar, electric, and fuel, gas. Okay. Name three things that have windows. Uh, cars, houses, airplanes. Name three Google products. Google Chrome, Google sure. Home, sure. Google Maps. All right. Name three golf clubs. Uh, putter. Uh, shoot. Uh, uh, pass. Uh, okay. Name three things that end in board. Surfboard, boogie board, skateboard. 
Name three fears. Uh, heights, talking, and death. Name three burger toppings. Uh, tomatoes, ketchup, lettuce. Name three colors of the flag of the USA. Red, white, and blue. Name three social media outlets. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Name three wedding traditions. Uh, uh, it's over. <laughs> you, got, you got nine. No, that was ten. No, you didn't get ten. You got nine. How did I get nine? Because that's how many you answered. You skipped one, remember? I was counting. Well, you counted okay. wrong because that has a, that counts. <laughs> Either way, I won. I would. Why do you do this to me? You always lose on the first game, and then you come back super strong on the second game for no reason other than to tick me off. Uh, so, since I lost, that means next week on our 400th episode, we're going to do a first. Mo is going to create a game for me and one of you on Twitch in our Discord uh, to go head to head in. I have no idea what the game will be, what the topping will be on. Topping? Topic? Or topping? It won't be pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as for who is going to go up against me, the field is wide open because nobody's gone up against me before, so nobody has to wait in line for that. Um, as for who it is, we'll have to decide that on Discord. But um, we don't have a sticker or anything. I'm so, so excited. I might have to make a sticker for beating Matt. But uh, yeah, so I'm still beltless, beltless Joe from Hannibal Mo. All right. You feel proud of yourself. Yeah, I mean, but you I, did not, I did not like that comment. I'll tell you that right now. What comment? Beltless Joe from Hannibal Mo. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> all right. Let's take another quick break. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. Megara just subscribed. Hey, we finally... Uh, oh, no, wait. An anonymous gifter gifted Megara subscription. So hey. whoever that anonymous gifter is, thank you so much. And uh, Megara, enjoy your extra emote, I think is what you get. Uh-huh. All right. Let's take another quick break. When we come back, we talk about the who of forgiveness. <laughs> Stick around. The who. Talk about the who. This week in nerd history, space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise, its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. These words open the first episode of Star Trek, the original series, when it premiered in America on September 8th, 1966. It was our first introduction to Captain James T. Kirk, First Officer and Science Officer Spock, Chief Medical Officer Leonard H. Bones McCoy, and the rest of the classic crew we would come to know and love as the originators of one of the most fan-crazy franchises in history. But it was not all that popular when it initially aired. With consistently bad Nielsen ratings, NBC finally canceled the show after three seasons. However, as sometimes happens with sci-fi shows, cough, 
Firefly, cough, it became a major hit several years later in syndication, and it spawned a franchise, picking up with several movies, then several new series, and even to this day, a handful of Star Trek shows and movies are in production. But before any of that came to pass, after the original series grew its cult status, Gene Roddenberry attempted to continue on with the original series from where it left off. However, this time he opted to make it an animated series, with most of the original cast returning for the voice work. Star Trek the Animated Series also premiered on September 8th, but in 1973, and originally aired in the Saturday morning TV block. Not only was the animated series critically acclaimed, but it was also the first Star Trek series to win an Emmy Award, achieving the honor in 1975 for its second season. The show's writers originally considered the animated series as an effective fourth season for the original show. However, at the end of the first season of Star Trek The Next Generation, all licenses for Star Trek were renegotiated, and the animated series was essentially cut from the canon of the show, meaning it essentially never happened. Though some things established by the show still stand, such as the first captain of the Constitution-class Starship Enterprise being Captain Robert April, which featured James Doohan voicing the character during his only appearance on screen in the last episode of the animated series. He wouldn't be mentioned in the series again until the fifth episode of Star Trek Discovery in 2017, where he's listed as one of Starfleet's most decorated captains as of 2256. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. When today's show is over, make sure you check out lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, other podcasts and videos, and a lot more. And if you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, even specifically with LTN Radio, please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner, and you can choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. This week, we're talking about forgiveness. Now, now, earlier we talked about uh, much of the why and the how, and now we're going to talk about the who. And most of our longtime listeners know that Mo and I are very active in a program called Celebrate Recovery, which is a faith-based 12-step program for all kinds of habits, hangups, and hurts. Uh, I just ended leading a program for the last several years and being a leader in the program for over a decade. Uh, now, like this is my first... I'm, I'm barely in, I think, month three of not having Celebrate Recovery uh, under my leadership every week, and it's nice <laughs> to take a break. <laughs> Mo, on the other hand, is ramping up to launch a brand new, se- well, I guess a re- relaunched. A, re- a relaunch. It launched in the COVID year, yeah. and so that killed it almost uh, yeah. immediately, uh, but a, a restart uh, at a the beginning reboot. of this next year, taking yeah. over the night that we had exactly uh so they're they're, they're picking up where we Super left excited. off it's going to be really cool yes but either way we and mo's been a leader with me and with sippy uh for for many years as well so we've been a part of this program for a while and no matter what you come to the program for when you reach steps eight and nine you realize that not only do you need to apologize to others whom you have harmed but you also must work to forgive those who have hurt you mm-hmm and neither of those are easy feats. <laughs> no. Um, so we're going to kind of talk about this from a recovery aspect, but please understand that that's, if you've never been to like a 12-step program, these aren't like special individualized rules that only apply to like people with drugs and alcohol addictions. 
these at their core are biblical realities of ways that we're supposed to have already been living our lives laid out in a very easy to follow format. Mm -hmm. All of them have scriptural basis behind them. And, uh, like AA started off as a Christian program. Like it's, it's, and CR is now carrying that torch for all kinds of her tablets and hangups. Bless you. <laughs> pretty loud. Sorry. I moved uh, away from the mic. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's, I've lost my place. I'm my sorry. Brain. No problem. Uh, I'll get there. One second. CR is. CR is. Um, a place where you can struggle with anything, whether that be anger, uh, overspending, you know, spending obsessively, uh, uh, eat, overeating, pornography, depression, other mental health issues, uh, pretty much anything that separates you from God. So if there's something in your life that is hindering your growth uh, as a believer, hindering your walk with Christ... That's something you can come to CR for. Mm -hmm. And you'll realize very quickly that these 12 steps apply to all of us. Yeah. But the ones we're going to be focusing on, again, are, are eight and nine, which talk about making amends. And uh, we're going to be specifically kind of talking about forgiveness. Uh, I want to share with you some of the things that we talk about in the lesson. Uh, first off, Carl Minninger, who's a famed psychiatrist, he once said that if he could convince the patients in psychiatric hospitals that their sins were forgiven by God, 75% of them could walk out the next day. Now, we like to pretend, and I'm really kind of just speaking to believers, but this might, you know work with everybody, but we like to pretend that we don't feel guilty or we like to pretend that we aren't holding a grudge against people. And that's called putting on a mask of denial. Now we talked about Jeremiah six fourteen. You can't heal a wound by saying it's not there. You have to face your past and you have to forgive yourself and others and make amends. That's the only real lasting solution to getting past all this pain that you've been carrying for so long. There's a, a Spanish story of a father and a son who had become estranged and the son ran away and the father set off to find him and he searched for months to no avail. And finally, in a last desperate effort to find him, the father put an ad in the Madrid newspaper and the ad read, dear Paco, meet me in the front of the newspaper office at noon on Saturday. All is forgiven. I love you, your father. On Saturday, hundreds of Pacos showed up in the street looking for forgiveness and love from their fathers. Everyone is begging for forgiveness on the inside, and it's killing us. And so uh, I, I began talking about the last, you know, in our last discussion on forgiveness, I began at the very end to tell something, and I decided I was going to save it for over here. Mm -hmm. What I was going to say is that when you, especially when you work with, with programs like this, uh, and I'm sure... Part of it is being a leader, but I, I bet the more that you just internalize the 12 steps, you, you gain this no matter what. You really start to see every situation that happens, even around you, even involving you, from the perspective of the other person yes. a lot easier. Yes. And so when I get, uh, it's almost a natural occurrence now, when someone offends me, my immediate, rea well, my, you know, immediate reaction is to be offended, but right. of course. <laughs> before I react like outwardly, my next thought is to be, 
why are they acting this way? Yeah. Like, what is going on in their life right now that they would be this uncharacteristically offensive right. to me? Now, if it's some random stranger flipping me off in traffic, I don't really give them That's that same courtesy. Story. <laughs> but and like, it has to be uncharacteristically <laughs> offensive. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, if Mo were to just one day shoot me the middle finger, <laughs> I would be like... <laughs> I would be like, something's up with Mo. I wouldn't be like, ouch. My, oh my, my, my internal feelings, like it would hurt. But I mean, my main concern would be like, okay, something's up. Either I've done something to, to tick her off royally or her life is, is Way in a shambles sorts. at the moment yeah. and she needs some help. But <laughs> Send the paddy wagon. That girl's gone crazy. <laughs> But I mean, you feel that too, right? It's yeah, like, absolutely. It, it, it's a, I feel like that's the way God made us to be. Yeah. And we, we fight against that most of our lives you, in more of a selfish way of self-preservation. Yeah. You are a little more mature than what I am um, because I still react, which isn't good. But I've then once I times, react yeah. and I get it out, then I'm like, oh, hold on. Okay, wait a minute. Let me back it up a little bit. And then let me see it from their perspective. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Let me explain my perspective. And now let's come together and we'll figure it out. That's. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put it out there. This past week, Chris and I just had it out. Ooh. Okay. And it was over our camping trip over Labor Day weekend. Mm. Okay. Here's the thing. Twice in the last month, my husband has planned things that have gone... South? Not as positively as they would have had someone else planned. <laughs> Okay, so the first one was a surprise birthday party for my friend. He and my friend's husband and then Cipriano, the three husbands, for whatever reason, decided to plan this surprise party. Mm. And the whole time, Samantha and I are like, why are y'all planning? <laughs> the whole thing kind of went crazy and bananas. And it just turned out to be stressful for all the wives because we're like, what is happening? There is no... There's no rhyme or reason to this thing. Yes. <laughs> What's the theme? There's always a theme. Exactly. <laughs> Two people ended up buying decorations. Party the is decorations not a theme. Didn't go together at all. It was, it was berserk. But anyway, um, so then a couple weeks after that, we're getting ready to go on our Labor Day camping trip, and from the beginning. Okay, first of all, we went camping at Lake Conscious, which in nine years, it was the first time that I had ever been there when my mom and my sister were visiting. Okay, and I, I didn't want to leave the day that we were there. I loved it. And I got drug away early. With the promise, we'll come camping. We will come for Labor Day. We'll come camping. Mm. Okay, great. Awesome. Yes. So I've been like anxiously anticipating this long weekend camping trip, mm. right? So I, I find out again that the husbands have decided to plan this. And <laughs> um, 
am told, we'll be there Saturday and we'll come home Monday. And I was like, okay, why aren't we leaving Friday when everybody gets off work? Well, we didn't want to do that. Why? What's the difference between Friday afternoon and Saturday morning? Okay. What time is check-in? Oh, four o'clock on Saturday. So by the time we get to the campground and we set up our camper and get everything in place, Saturday's gone. Yeah. So now we only have Sunday at the lake and we have to leave Monday by two o'clock. That's it. We have one day at the lake. And so I'm trying to explain this to Chris, right? But the way that he's receiving it is I'm ungrateful because he made all these plans. And I'm like, no, I'm super grateful. I wanted more time for all these plans. You, you knew how upset I was when we left early when mom and Gigi were here. You knew I was looking forward to this. I even specifically said, what about Friday? Okay. So there's this whole misunderstanding, whole misinterpretation. I word vomit everywhere, scream all of my feelings because I've lost it. And then I have to take a minute and go, wait a minute. Hold up. I am not unappreciative. Mm. I am not ungrateful. I'm so thankful that you took the time to plan all this. I'm so thankful for the extra effort that you put into it. He even bought paddle boards that we didn't necessarily need, but they're, they're fun. Yeah. Why not have them? Yeah. Going to be at the lake. <clears throat> and he, in the same way, had to take a minute to go, okay, don't get so defensive. It's not an attack against me personally. Her feelings are just hurt. She's slightly let down. So let me see where she's coming at it. Gotcha. And in that regard, I think if everyone can, could take a minute in whatever situation that they're feeling um, turmoil or frustration towards someone else, if you can just take a minute to put yourself in the other person's shoes, as cheesy and elementary as it sounds, coming at it from a place of understanding for them... And then them seeing you do that is going to cause them to do the same in return towards you opens up doors for forgiveness all around Yeah. and closes doors towards animosity. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you're right. <clears throat> and the truth is, and like I was saying, we, we do tend to grow up with a, a kind of selfish, self-preservation mindset when it comes to this kind of stuff. So even when we are wrong, we're less likely to want to admit it because uh, we're stubborn mm-hmm. and selfish. <laughs> yeah. Fight or flight. <laughs> yeah. And so, and we all know people in our lives that, you know, will obviously do something wrong and everyone will tell them that they were wrong, but they will refuse to apologize and they will refuse to admit that what they did was wrong and they will defend what they did, you know, staunchly because they can't be wrong in their mind. And that in and of itself is a defense mechanism. Yeah. We see that as them being a jerk, but in reality, they're messed up too. They've got something wrong with them. They're insecure or they're they're fearful or prideful or struggling, or they've got something even darker, deeper hidden in there, and 
they don't want to let any kind of crack or vulnerability show. Yeah. To let it out. There's a whole lot that can be going on behind the eyes of somebody that you just never really think about from your perspective until you start. Right. Until you start realizing, oh, you want other people to think from your perspective too. So give them the same benefit. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's one thing that I've said a lot on this show is, you know, try not to attribute something to malice that could be attributed to ignorance. You sure. Know? Yeah. If, if, if you're hurt by some, someone don't automatically assume that they meant to do it. Uh, you know, stop and, and consider the fact that they might not have realized that was going to hurt you mm-hmm. and inform them of it. You know, it's, it's okay to talk this kind of stuff out. To be free of resentment, fear, anger, shame, and guilt, we have to give and accept forgiveness in all areas of our lives. If you can't do this, then your spiritual growth is going to stall indefinitely, which kind of will feel like you've plateaued in your faith. And in fact, that might be the reason that you, dear listener, are plateaued in your faith right now, because there is a big boulder uh, blocking the path to continue upward called unforgiveness, mm. uh, grudges, things of that nature. Uh, truth is you simply reached a point where you can't go any further until you break that stuff out of your heart. Uh, here's another, uh, object lesson about accepting God's forgiveness. Mm. There's a couple that was married for 15 years and they began having more than usual disagreements. They wanted to make their marriage work and agreed on the idea the wife had for one month, they would plan to drop a slip in a fault box. The boxes would provide a place to let the other know about daily irritations with the intention of maybe trying to work on them. The wife was diligent in her efforts and approach. She'd write a little slip, leaving the jelly top off the jar, put it in the box. Wet towel on the shower floor, put it in the box. Dirty socks, not in the hamper, but right next to the hamper, put it in the box. On and on until the end of the month. After dinner, at the end of the month, they exchanged boxes, and the husband, the husband read her notes first and reflected on what he'd done wrong. And the wife opened her box and began reading, and they were all the same. The message on each slip was, I love you. I love you. I love you. And while, if this really happened, this would really irritate the wife, <laughs> this is actually what God does with us. You know, he sees what we've done wrong. He sees all of our little infra- infractions. And while, yes... He wants us to be better, and there sometimes will be consequences that comes with these infractions. Each one of those, uh, each one of those slips <laughs> is going to say "I love you" on it, because he wants the best for you. We think we're going to get yelled at, and instead, he loves us more, loves us with a purpose to better us. Jesus's work on the cross was to forgive our sins. It is finished. So no matter how badly we may have hurt others or ourselves, the grace of God is always sufficient and his forgiveness is always complete. Uh, Romans 3, 22 through 25, God puts people right through their faith in Jesus Christ. God does this to all who believe in Christ because there is no difference at all. Everyone has sinned and is far away from God's saving presence, but by the free gift of God's grace, all are put right with him through Jesus Christ who sets them free. God offer him so that by his sacrificial death, he would become the means by which people's sins are forgiven through their faith in him. So God has forgiven us and therefore since God has forgiven us, we are to continue that forward and forgive others. And like we said, it is a process, depending on how severely you've been hurt. 
but you have to be in a mindset where you're willing to forgive people. One of the self-preservation issues is that once we're, you know, that one of the things that happens when we're in that mode all the time is it's a one and done situation. You hurt me one time, you betray me one time, we're done. Yeah. Donezo. Mm-hmm. Out of here. Out of my life forever. Yeah. To be truly free, you have to let go of that pain of past harms that have been caused by others and let this stuff go. In, uh, and I think, oh yeah, I ahead. want you to say that again, because I think that a lot of people don't realize that that is what causes you to write people off so easily. The one and done. It's the past hurt mm-hmm. caused by other people. You are causing people in your life today to pay for the sin of other people mm. in your life from yesterday. Right. Every, every relationship, friendship or whatever you've ended because of one infraction, one bad argument, one hurt has just made you more bitter and more willing to do that again in the future. Yeah. It's the same thing when it comes to divorce. Yeah. The divorce rate for like new married couples is not 50%. The 50% divorce rate comes from all marriages, including people that have been remarried. Mm -hmm. People who have been married and divorced and then got married again are far more likely than 50% to get divorced again. Yep. Because it just builds up bitterness in your heart. Mm -hmm. It's It's the couples who, when faced with situations that would typically cause a divorce, but fight through it and fight for their marriage, even if they have to go through years where they are not very happy in order to come out to the other side in a much stronger and more happy relationship that are going to make it, mm-hmm. that are going to get past it, and that won't have to deal with divorce at all. Yeah. That's that for better or worse stuff that you promised. <laughs> right. The worst is not, oh, if our house gets hit by a hurricane, yeah, that's yeah, pretty that, bad. Right. We're talking about the terrible stuff. <laughs> The stuff that makes it hard to love each other. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's the end. It doesn't mean it has to be. Then that comes this. That's the same way with all of your relationships, all of your friendships, everybody in your life. Just because you have some bad times, even some bad years, that doesn't mean that it's a write off. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't ever think that that's even a possibility because that just opens that door for you to walk away and to not work on it. Mm hmm. I will say, I think that is probably my biggest, um, grief, grievance. That is probably my biggest grievance with humans in general. Our willingness to just walk away from relationships. Just write people off. Yeah. Without, without even a second thought, without really taking a minute to ponder and put yourself in the other person's shoes or to talk things out, um, you know, to have a cup of coffee and say, listen, this happened, intentional or not, hurt my feelings, go, your turn, you know? Right. Eh, we're all human, and we're <laughs> all going to make mistakes. We're all going to do things that hurt each other. Mm-hmm. We're all going to let each other down. But if we write each other off at the first sign of flaw, yeah. we're not going to have anybody left in our lives. Not only that, but I go right back to... You know, my moment analogy from a couple weeks ago, you're then building a wall around yourself. Mm -hmm. 
instead of building a bridge to you and other people, you're closing yourself off from the world around you, from the people who God has placed in your life. And that's kind of sad. I think a good analogy for that today would be our COVID situation. Because this whole COVID thing, which we're starting to feel again, has made us fearful of other people. <laughs> yeah. We put on masks to cover our faces. Mm-hmm. And we have a six-foot bubble all around us. And don't get in my six-foot bubble. It's only three now. <laughs> and if you cough anywhere near me, yeah. as in you have a flaw anywhere around me, I'm running away from you. Uh-huh. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> we have the denial, we have the the closed off from other people, and we have the, if the, the slightest provocation occurs, we run the other way. That's the perfect example of what it we're really talking is. about here. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, Don't quarantine yourself from <laughs> life. Uh, from life, yeah. Matthew 18, we have that story where Peter comes to Jesus and asks, uh, how many times should I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times, which he said like he was trying to be all holier than mm-hmm. thou. Up to seven <laughs> times? Seven whole times, Jesus. Jesus said not seven times, but 70 times seven times, which is for you math illiterate folks, 490 times. Hey, math is important. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> Shout out to KY right there. So tell me something. Yeah. How would you be able to keep track of having to forgive someone in your life 500 times? You wouldn't. Like you would have to keep a record book right. for every single for person. For every single person. A 500 person page record ca- book. Uh-huh. Yeah. So <laughs> You'd have a whole bookshelf just devoted to the times that people have hurt you. One of my favorite stories to tell about my oldest, um, he was about six and he is my genius, has always been very academically smart and gifted. Um, but he had just had enough of his brother one day had just had enough of it. And for those of you who don't know, they are just over a year apart. They're 15 months apart. So they are very close in age, but also very, very different individuals. Um, and Topher had just had enough of his brother. He was over it. He was tired of forgiving him, tired of offering him grace and Canon just being Canon all over everything. Um, just getting his Canon this all over the place. Exactly. <clears throat> and so I remember reading this Bible verse to Topher and again, he, he was no more than six. We had just moved here. Um, and we're talking about it. What does it mean? You know? Not seven times, but 70 times seven. And he goes, that's 490 times, mom. And I kind of looked at him and that's when I was like, this was not the verse to pick for you. (laughs) And I asked him that very question. Yes, you're exactly right. It's 490 times. How many times has your brother already sinned against you? How many times have you already had to offer him forgiveness? And he just kind of looks at me like, I don't know. How am I supposed to know that? You know, five years worth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but you haven't been keeping track of it. There's no possible way for you to daily, day in and day out, keep track of every single fault against your brother. And that's the point. Mm Mm-hmm. The point is you're going to get to a place to where you can't count. You can't keep track. 
And that's what Jesus is getting at. Right. We're not supposed to be keeping track of them. We're not supposed to keep a journal for every person. And if you did, that means you're not forgiving them. That's that's <laughs> that's still harboring that anger. It's and it's not setting boundaries either, y'all. So don't right. go back. <laughs> don't go back to that whole three-step process of forgiveness. That's not what we're saying. You cannot keep a journal writing down the 490 times, and then you get to that 491st and say, I'm sorry, you are no longer covered by biblical policy. This friendship shall be dissolved forthwith, and you better untag me out of all your Facebook photos. That is not how this works. That's exactly right. It's ridiculous. Well, and then our time would be consumed with simply that, mm -hmm. keeping track of all of the wrongs. And then is there like a, is there a, a, a way for them to lose a mark? Like if they do so many good things for us, if they, if they build us up so many good times, do they get to lose a mark then? Do they get to lose a tally mark? <laughs> like, can I put a scribble through it? That's something that I've always kind of thought about when thinking of this verse. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You can be mean to me today, but then for the next five days, if you build me up or you show me love and you know what I mean? Am I then supposed to scribble out that one mark? Right. And really all we're doing is holding on to our anger. And if you're holding on to anger again, that's hurting you more than anything else. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness frees you from that anger and that allows you to move forward positively in those relationships. Uh, we're told in Romans not to repay anyone evil for evil. Evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. And if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So we are given an admonishment when it comes to us. It is our role to do the best we can to live at peace with everybody. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to forgiveness, we're supposed to forgive everybody. And we talked about how there's, there's situations where someone is abused. Uh, it could be as a child, it could be as an adult, it could be physical, sexual abuse, it could be just emotional abuse, but whatever the case, these situations are the toughest. These are the toughest to both comprehend and understand, and clearly the toughest to forgive and move on. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how in that case, the, the kind of forgiveness is more like the release forgiveness of... I'm just not going to hold on to this anymore. I'm not going to let me be defined by this moment in time any longer. It's easy. I would say probably easier for victims of abuse to hold on to that grudge because in almost all cases, they harbor no responsibility for it. And so this would be in most cases, a, 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 a genuine and, and, uh, untainted hurt. Because in most disagreements and in most anger, there's usually at least a little bit of blame on both sides. But in situations where you've been abused, most of the time you harbor no responsibility whatsoever. And so you feel even more justified in that anger. And at the same time, it's really hurting you mm -hmm. and you're not realizing how much. Yeah. I think also what happens in pain from abusive situations is we go, the victim goes to a place of what did I do? 
Because, oh, yeah, blaming themselves. Yeah. Because our human nature is, well, it's always, things are always two part. Mm-hmm. Where is my, um, I can't think of the word. Where is my fault, if you will? What caused this? this person to hurt me? Exactly. And like you said, there isn't any. Yeah. In those abusive situations, there is any. 99.9% of the time. Right. There is not blame on the part of the one who was abused. and But they're constantly in this cycle, this while trying to heal, while trying to process, they're in this cycle of, okay, but what did I do? Yeah. What did I do? Yeah. I don't want this to happen again. I don't want to be in this situation again. I have to figure out what I did to get me here. And you can't because there isn't any. And so that just continues to bring up those harboring feelings of unforgiveness. Yeah. You cannot get past it. It it just doesn't allow for healing at that point until you realize and you can truly accept that you were a victim. Yeah. There is no fault on your part. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And so uh, the last couple of things we want to talk about is, uh, number one, and this is going to sound weird, and it always sounds weird, and people who look through the CR curriculum without actually attending the groups in order to uh, talk crap about it usually take this part out of context as being what it seems like on its face when you first hear it without hearing the explanation. But it says, make sure on your list of people to forgive, you forgive God. Mm -hmm. Now, that is not saying that God did anything to require your forgiveness. What we're talking about is that we have a tendency to blame God when things go wrong in our life. God is all powerful. God could have stepped in and stopped this from happening. If God really loved me, he wouldn't have let this person hurt me or let this thing happen. And we get into this mindset where we're blaming God. And sometimes we don't even realize that we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And we have to get to that point where we release that, realizing that it's not really about forgiving God. It's quote unquote forgiving God. But we're we're releasing what is an unfounded anger towards God. Yeah. In much the same way that we would real forgiveness towards people who actually need it. (laughs) Right. So I understand why that's confusing for people. It is. But God is, God is perfect in love, mercy, and grace. God doesn't sin. He doesn't sin against us, but we do harbor that anger for letting bad things happen because we're not fully understanding what God is and how God sees everything from all moments in time, from everybody's perspective And we're not seeing that whole picture. We're only seeing our tiny slice. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think a lot of well-meaning Christians, well-meaning church folk um, do this without even realizing it. And they do it kind of in a positive way by saying things like, you know, God will never give you anything more than you can handle. Mm -hmm. Which is not not a thing. That's a lie. (laughs) God oftentimes will give you more things than you can handle because he needs you. you To realize that he's the only one that can handle these things. That's exactly right. And you need to rely on his strength. But those are those kind of well-meaning sayings that, you know, a lot of our church church folk will say in hard situations, Mm -hmm. you know, and not realizing it, it's painting God out to be a villain. Mm -hmm. 
We do that in a lot of ways. Sometimes in 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 ways that we don't really think about fully, like uh, <laughs> like a couple who's dating, and one of them feels like they're not supposed to be in the situation anymore, and so they say, "God is telling me that we need to break up." Imagine being on the receiving end of that line. I was on the now receiving thinking, end of that line. Did you think? What's wrong what's with ro- me? What is what's wrong? What does God think is wrong with me? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. When I was in high school, I dated my best friend's cousin, mm-hmm. and we dated for almost a year. Mm-hmm. And he went to church camp. It was our senior oh, year. You did tell me the story. Yeah, he went to church camp and came back and was like, "Yeah, God revealed to me that we just we can't be together anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not the one God has for me." And I'm like. What? What, <laughs> what did what, I do wrong? What's wrong with me? I can't. Wh- huh? What's going on against me? Yeah. yeah. So of course now looking back, obviously. Sure. But, but in that moment, absolutely. <laughs> that's not. Yeah, that's not how it, fra- it should be framed because it's you're basically using God as a scapegoat as yeah. to why you want to break up. Yep. Say, look, I don't think it's going to work out. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Just be honest. Just walk away. Right. <laughs> don't blame God. Don't blame God. <laughs> it's not his fault. <laughs> But uh, the last area of forgiveness we want to talk about is probably the most difficult, and that is forgiving yourself. Guilt and shame are like very, very powerful forces in our lives. They are, uh, well, it's put here in the, in the curriculum, guilt and shame are not words that strike fear into our hearts. They are the fear that strikes our hearts. Guilt and shame are like the red warning light in your dash, uh, dashboard of your car. You can either stop and deal with the trouble or break out the light, keep driving, and wait for an inevitable breakdown. Mm. You might feel that your sins are too much to forgive. And there's a lot of us that have been in that boat. Like, uh, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what's in my past. We might not. God does. Mm-hmm. And he says he can forgive you. And I'm inclined to believe him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that he loves you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first uh, took over at our CR here, when I was first the main leader, something terrible happened in our town when we got to this lesson. Uh-huh. Uh, we experienced one of the worst tragedies our, our little New Mexico town has ever experienced. Mm-hmm. And it was with someone who was in our landing program, which was the CR for teenagers. Uh, too. He, he had, he, 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 how do I put this delicately? It was a shooting situation. He walked into our local library and just randomly shot at people that were in there and he killed two, uh, innocent women Mm -hmm. and wounded several others. And it was... It was hard for our town, but it was even especially hard for us at our church because we'd had this kid in our church for many, many weeks. Like we were trying to speak our, our, our love into him. We were trying to show him this better way. And then to see this happen was just, uh, it came out of nowhere. But even then fresh off of that situation. I think it was just a week later we were giving this. I had to talk about it and say, he is not beyond forgiveness. Right. 
Now, he may be beyond forgiveness for many people in this town, especially people that were related to those who, you know, lost their lives. But ultimately, with God, he's not beyond forgiveness. And I know, to, especially to people who aren't believers, that's a hard thing to accept. Because we, we even, even believers, we get to a point where there are some things that people can do where we think there's no way that person deserves forgiveness from anybody ever. Yeah. And I understand that. And I'm not trying to condemn you for having those thoughts because those are very human, very rational thoughts. But that's just it. They're human thoughts. They're from one side of things and from one focus judged on one moment in one person's life. It's a hard situation to get to. Mm-hmm. Will this uh, person, him, he's not a boy anymore, he's an adult now, but will this, will this man be able to forgive himself? I don't know. Maybe not. We know from correspondence that we've been informed of with him that he is regretful for what he did, that he can't believe what he did. I don't know if he'll ever be able to forgive himself for it. But that doesn't mean that when situations like this occur, there's no way back. There might not be a way back here on earth, but that doesn't mean that there's no, no path to forgiveness with God. God wants to take the darkness of your past and wipe it clean, no matter how dark it was. There have been many people on this earth that have taken lives unjustly, that have come to faith in Christ, to genuine faith in Christ, that have sought forgiveness. One of my favorite stories is about a, a boy who, who murdered another boy. And this boy's, the murdered boy's mother, mm. Mm-hmm. came multiple times to see him in prison through the years as he was serving his sentence for that, his juvenile sentence. And that by the time that boy got out of uh, prison, that mother adopted that boy. Mm-hmm. Now, it didn't make the tragedy of losing her son any less real. But it did showcase the redemptive healing power of God's forgiveness. Yeah. And it took something that was tragic and terrible and brought just a little bit of beauty out of it. It transformed lives. And it showed God's forgiveness. Isaiah 1, 18 through 19 says, come, let's talk this over, says the Lord. No matter how deep the stain of your sins, I can take it out and make you as clean as freshly fallen snow. Even if you were stained as red as crimson, I can make you as white as wool. If you will only let me help you. This verse specifically goes on to say that I'm not saying just if you're a little bit messy. I'm saying if you are completely blood red covered in your sin. I can make you white as wool. I can clean this slate and make something beautiful out of it. No matter how unloved or worthless you may feel, God loves you. 
your feelings about yourself don't change his love for you one little bit. And if God can forgive you himself, then how can you withhold forgiveness from yourself? And honestly, you have to forgive yourself before you can forgive others. The Bible says the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. If you can't love or forgive yourself, how can you love and forgive your neighbor? And self-forgiveness is not a matter of assigning blame to someone else or letting yourself off the hook. It's not a license for more irresponsibility. It's simply an acknowledgement that you're human like everybody else, and that you've reached a stage in your spiritual growth where you are able to give yourself greater respect. You're not perfect. You never will be. But you can work on yourself along with God. You're going to fall down, but with your Savior's help, you can get back up, brush yourself off, and try again. Like we always say when we talk about recovery topics, growing in this spiritual walk, growing as a human being, it's not about perfection. God's not looking for you to be perfect. He's never expecting you to be perfect because he knows you're not perfect. He is expecting perseverance. Mm. All he's asking you to do is when you fall, get up and try again. When you fall, reach out your hand and let me help you up. When you fall, reach out to your brothers and sisters around you and let them help carry your burden. Don't stop trying to grow and get better. Forgive yourself because God has already forgiven you. And with his help, learn to forgive others. It won't change the past, but it will change the future. Any last thoughts, Mo? Um, I will, I will share. I think my favorite characteristic about God is that he's just. Mm -hmm. And when we consider what that really means, when I consider God's justice, you know, you take some of the most horrific criminals and the things that they've done. Um, and again, try to put myself in their shoes as terrible as it sounds, but to be just in the way that God is just requires us to know every single choice, every single action done to every person. Because who we are today is just a sum of all scenarios yeah. that have happened in our lives yeah. put together to equal a person. The decisions that I make, the way that I react in certain situations, my defense mechanisms, they're things that I've learned over the course of my life. And God knows that. And when God looks at us and judges us justly, he takes all of those things into consideration. And that's one of the things that I'm most grateful for. I'm most grateful that he doesn't look at me and just go, wow, that was a screw up. <laughs> but he looks at me and goes, okay, I see what you did there. Was hoping you were going to go a different route, but I know why you did it let's figure this out and walk it together. You know, that, that is how I imagine God. When it comes to his just, 
his justice and his judgment towards us. I rest in the fact that he doesn't look at just one scenario, but he sees it all from start to finish Mm -hmm. and judges it righteously and justly. Yeah. When you dig yourself into a hole, he doesn't come up and just say, well, quite a hole you dug for yourself and walk away. Right. He says, well, quite a hole you dug for yourself and reaches his hand down. Yeah. (laughs) Said, all right, let's start again. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's where we've landed. We hope that uh, this week we have uh, made it clear why forgiveness is important in in every case and in every scenario. I mean, at least a little clearer. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> we're not we're not great when it comes to making things perfectly clear. But, but God is. <laughs> hey. That's going to do it for our week of focus on forgiveness. We're going to take one last break. When we get back, we'll answer and ask us anything question. Stick around. We here at Love Thy Nerd emphasize thoughtful content. Visit lovethynerd.com for amazing articles and a whole network of podcasts. And follow Love Thy Nerd on Twitch, twitch.tv slash lovethynerd and twitch.tv slash LTN on air, where you'll find game streams, live podcast recordings, and more exclusive live interactive content. Welcome back to the Back Row Boarding Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, we're going to answer a question from Twitch. Yeah. Mr. Oriel is bringing us our question. Mr. Oriel. Mr. Brian. Oriel Jedi in our chat. uh, Brought us a question that I don't think I've ever had the pleasure of answering before. Are boneless wings considered wings? No. Yeah, why not? They nuggets. Mm. Nope. That's all they are. Uh, That is all they are. They're not wings. But wings aren't even wings. They're drumsticks. They're little drumsticks. That's legs. No. Aren't they? No. Well, there are two. There are two pieces of chicken that they put in there, aren't they? Aren't they? Are they? I, yeah, and half of them are for real wings. Okay, but the other half aren't. Like they're not all wings. Well, a lot of times they'll say wings and drums. They never. Just say never ever. Have you ever gone to Buffalo Wild Wings and Drums? No, you haven't. Have you ever gone to Wings and Drum Stop? No. Have you ever eaten at Wings and Drum Street? No, you have not. They have a thigh street now. <laughs> they do have a thigh street. So, <laughs> which sounds like Which sounds like a place to go to find a lady of the evening, honestly. Am I wrong? I'm not wrong. <laughs> What's your flavor? Look, I, uh, I, 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 I don't mind. I don't mind boneless wings being called wings as long as the boneless is a part of it because it's a qualifier on the style of chicken. But in actuality, yeah, they're just, they're just, I mean, mm-hmm. they're just nuggets, really. I get it. So, but they're good. I am not a wing fan. Me neither. I like boneless wings. I like boneless because wings, too. Because they're not Because <laughs> they're a chicken nugget. Because <laughs> they're big chicken nuggets. Exactly. That That's you don't why. have to dip in anything because they're already covered in the dip. I think when I dip, you dip, we dip. <laughs> I think <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you said before we started recording that sometimes I'm just a big teenager. And yeah, 
I, I like chicken nuggets, okay? <laughs> in all forms and fashion, mind your business, leave me alone. I just, uh, and, and Oriel highlighted this in our Twitch chat, I just don't like eating meat off of a bone. Yeah. I'm the same way with like ribs, whatever. Mm -hmm. I like rib meat just fine. Yeah, but, I like boneless ribs real well. <laughs> eating it off the bone just feels a little too caveman-like uh -huh. to me. A little too close to remembering this used to be alive. Like, I don't want to be reminded that it used to be living. Like, Yee. this used to walk on its own because it had this bone in it. You know, that's kind of gross. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, where's your favorite place to get boneless wings, Mo? Uh, you know, I don't really know. I'm not a Wingstop fan. Me neither. Uh, I do like their garlic parmesan because it's a dry garlic parmesan as opposed to every other place and it's like a sauce and that's kind of fun for me but it gives you ridiculously bad breath for three solid days no matter what you do you can't get away from it so it's like a once every three Did you year do a science experiment on that no it's just like every time i get it. <laughs> every time i get it uh so i'm thinking Probably Pizza Hut as <laughs> well for locally. Locally, yeah. Say, yeah. I mean they're pretty good locally. Yeah. I mean we have we have what? Wingstop. We have uh what's that one that you just said? B dubs. B dubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, actually never had Buffalo Wild I'm not, Wings. I'm not a huge fan of Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. My whole thought is I can get just as good boneless wings at Pizza Hut for, for cheaper. a fraction of the cost. Yeah, <laughs> There was a place in Albuquerque that David and I liked. There was an old lady who... But I don't remember what it was called now. ...lived in a shoe. Had so many kids, she didn't know what to do. <laughs> for those of you who are unaware, Mo's been upset about her children all week long. <laughs> and so she just keeps falling into these weird rhymes about children. <laughs> Depressed sounding rhymes. <laughs> Can we end the show? Can we end it? End it with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Matthew 5, 6. Happy are the merciful. <laughs> That's going to do it for our show today. Remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Backroom Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Do it and we'll love you forever. And also the podcast feed will offer a weekly highlight episode <laughs> focusing on just our main topics for the week and for those of you who can't commit to the full three hours a week. Uh, make sure you're following us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Just search for at the Back Row LTN and connect with us. Tune in tomorrow morning for the Back Row Rerang. Re yeah, Back Row Rerang. Re where we will bring you a classic episode of the Back Row Morning Show. You know, when I'm recording the Back Row Rewinds, like entrance... I do that every single time, at every least time? once. Yeah, every single okay. time. Back row re-ranked. <laughs> and uh, we will be back with our 400th episode. What, what? Next week. And we hope you will, too. Mo, final thought. 400. I feel so old. <laughs> once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd.